Stand-up comic joke it up one time. Fun day. Fun day. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta figure out something. Yeah. Just like update it. Yeah, we could do that. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets. Oh, sets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just thought I just lifted the song and yeah. didn't wildly modify it beyond all recognition. Sorry, I was like, what is this sex yeah, why song? Why is he doing it's catchy, this? but yeah. It's a pun. <laughs> all right, that's way better. I was throwing the word joke in because I felt weird about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, wow, they're really playing this straight. This yeah. Oh, okay, I'm going to play along. Right. <laughs> I thought I was on Guys We Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is Let's Talk About Sets. Got it. Way better than jokes. Yeah, it is a show about the science and craft of stand-up comedy. I am your host, Jeff McBride. With me is... Harrison Tweed. I'm Harrison Tweed. He's kind-hearted. He's just a, he's a little sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little sweet boy. With us today, our guest comedian for this episode is Mark Normand. Hey, hey. Hey. And the theme today is joke writing. So let's get started with a clip by Jerry Seinfeld called Cab Drivers, and it's from his 1999 special, I've Told You for the Last Time. So what's with the cab drivers in the B.O.? How long are these shifts? Do they ever stop, or do they just get in the cab and just drive till they're dead? That's what it's starting to smell like in some of these cars. You're in the back there, and you're going, oh, man. <laughs> and then they give you that, they have that cherry stuff, the cherry poppet on the dash, you know, so you get the cherry B.O., <laughs> which is supposed to be some sort of improvement, I guess. I don't know, I can't imagine even fruit going that long without showering. <laughs> and the way they drive is so insane, you can see they're upset. I don't know what it's like to drive a cab, it must be very difficult, because they're very upset, these people. And sometimes you just want to lean, lean over that seat and go, what is happening in your life, in your mind that is making you drive like this? Take it easy. To, re- to me, the really funny thing about New York cabs is you never really get that scared when you're in the, the cab. I don't know why. Something about being in Manhattan, no matter how dangerous it seems, it's all quite amusing in the back of that cab, isn't it? <laughs> he's flying around the road. He's doing 90 up a one-way, and you're going, I'd never try that in my car. <laughs> It's all a huge joke. It's your life. And somehow it's all happening on TV there. It's all not quite real. The dumbest thing you can think in the back of a taxi cab is, well, I'm sure the man knows what he's doing. <laughs> Have you ever thought that? He, he is driving fast and quite recklessly on ball timers. <laughs> but after all, he's a professional. I guess he does this all the time. He's got a license. I can see it right there. I don't even know what it takes to get a cab driver's license. I think all you need is a face. (laughs) This seems to be their big qualification. That's the law now. No blank heads are allowed to drive cabs. It also helps to have a name with like eight consonants in a row. What is that O with the line through it? What letter is that? (laughs) I don't remember that letter in school. 
You need a chart of the elements if you want to report the guy. <laughs> yes, officer, his name was Amal, and then the symbol for boron. <laughs> I believe. I had the periodic chart with me at the time. I'm quite certain it was not manganese. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Boron. That's why he's the king. Yeah. <laughs> Boron. What a word. Yeah, a word he like went through the he literally got a periodic chart and he's like, what is the funniest element? Yes. Yeah. That's I think he definitely did that. That set or that chunk of material, you can just feel that it's been run through the fucking mud, yeah. bad shows, good shows, over and over, over and it's like the that Louis C.K. analogy of, of hammering down the samurai sword. Yes. That's that sword is oh. so hammered down, it's amazing. Yes. Great bit. Yeah. There are a couple moves that he does here that he, the way he eases into it with it's just first we're going to just chit chat for a second about the experience of being in the cab uh-huh. and before he really gets to the meat of what he wants to say, which is why are we OK with what a premise? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're sitting there. Our lives are in danger and it's not scary. Right. Uh-huh. That is the boom. Right when he thought of that, he's like, all right, I got to write this down. Then that's... you add in the boron, you add in the consonants, mm-hmm. and that's how you get a great bit. It's really crazy. Yeah. I've seen him talk about how he writes bits. Mm-hmm. I've seen, there's like a video online yeah. of where he writes a, a joke about Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Edgy shit. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> classic, classic Seinfeld, just yeah, pushing yeah. it. Right. So, and I watched him as he goes through and he's just like, that's a, that's a funny sound. Or that's mm-hmm. a, that's, that's uh-huh. a funny word. Let's, let's, let's put that in there. Yes. It, yes. It, Sticks. That's a funny word. I remember seeing that video. He's yeah. like, dirt. Dirt yeah. is funny. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, right? right? Like, I guess it is. Yeah. Now, now it is. <laughs> but by the way, not to get all douchey out of the gate here, but that is a thing that's lacking in comedy now. He's going, sticks are funny now people are going this is a good point i have a message yeah listen to me i'm a hero funny is out no one is writing down a joke going this is silly and humorous that's gone yeah i mean the couple people are the good ones are still doing it but uh a lot of these you know preachy cunts are uh, really just ruining things with these messages and uh you know they're tutoring you it's like a ted talk of like Look how progressive I am. Be yeah. progressive. Great. But this is a humor. It's called a comedy club. Bring the comedy. The, the message is first. The humor is second. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I must say, though, a lot of your material, Mark, is is you are making points in your material. But you gotta, it's got to have a laugh at the end of the day. You know, that is true. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You know, I, do, I do like it when comedy works like that. It's nice <laughs> when you get a laugh. But I think the points you're making are... Actually, the reason they're so funny is because your points are about these people that are just trying to make a point. Right, right. So I think that like you you take I don't know if they're real heckles or uh, heckles offstage or just comments. You turn a heckle or someone scrutinizing language Mm -hmm. in conversation into a joke like better than anyone. Really, like a lot of your setups are like this person said this to me and thought I was being a piece of shit. And this is why they're illogical in that. Well, it's the story of my whole life. It's part of why I think I went to comedy. It was drawn to it is because like, I think where you like, you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry David gets in all these, you know, debacles, but he's usually right. Yeah. On every episode I go, well, he's kind of right. It's just yeah. like, it was just against the social norm. Exactly. It was just awkward or weird, <laughs> but he's kind of right. Yeah. And I think that's what my act, I have to be, I have to show you like, no, this is what I meant. I know you think I'm a weirdo, but this is what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I have that bit about the, uh, 
I got in trouble for like saying a woman had nice legs. Uh-huh. And uh, then the gay guy came in and he was like, hey, and he's like grabbing women's tits and their <laughs> ass. And I'm like, what's that about? And they're like, well, he's not attracted to women. Yeah. And I'm like, well, so what? I'm not attracted to kids. I can't go to a playground yeah. and squeeze them because I'm not attracted to them. And everybody's like, oh, my God, what do you want to squeeze? And I'm like, no, I'm making a point. <laughs> but it gets a laugh. So then I go, all right, they understand what I'm saying. I yeah. just want to be understood right. at yeah, the end no, of the day. Totally. Right. Right. That's all I want. Is there like a, an element to, to your writing that's understand me? Yes, for sure. That's 60% of it. Oh. But a laugh is a sign of recognition. It's yes. a sign of agreeance almost. Uh-huh. So if they laugh, I go, all right, I'm right. Well, and even if they don't think you're right, like if they're laughing against their beliefs, mm-hmm. they sometimes will laugh at... I see how he gets there. Sure. I at least get why he thinks that. Right. And that is enough. Oh, yeah, for, definitely. I mean, comedy is the great equalizer. And I, by that, I mean, like, you know, women will say, like, we want equality and all that. I'm like, yeah, but there's biology. Mm. Biology is the most unfeminist thing ever. Oh, you know, yeah. women are made smaller. They're physically weaker. This is all. And people go, hey, asshole. I'm like, no, talk to God or whoever the hell did that. It's not yeah. me. <laughs> so when I, I was on stage at Gotham last night. And I made a joke about a guy getting punched in the face, and it got a big laugh. Then I made a joke about a woman getting punched in the face, and it didn't get a big laugh. And I go, oh, well, what happened to equality? You know, like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's biology. It's how we're wired. It's in us. Yeah. And that's what's great about comedy is it, it, it hits that involuntary mm-hmm, bullshit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Love that. If you get that laugh and you punch through people's beliefs, there's a what I love is an aha moment plus the ha ha moment. Ha 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 at the same yes. time mm-hmm. is like that's the gold to me. I'm with yeah. you. And it's I know I know. I've listened to your material. Right. I absolutely know that. And, yeah, and yeah. It, it's uh, and it's one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about how you get there with your material. Mm-hmm. So that's a great opportunity to talk a little bit about joke construction Mm -hmm. where do you start take jerry seinfeld's for a moment i would imagine that it probably started with him just being irritated at in the car yes in the in the cab going this smells bad right right and then and then and then it probably went wait a minute also he's driving horribly i don't actually feel that safe and yet i I, and you know, I keep getting in a cab over yeah. and over again. Right. I would imagine that it started from that kind of place, uh-huh. not boron. No, yeah, of course yeah. not. Yeah, you know it didn't work. Yeah. You didn't reverse engineer from boron. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My question here, I guess, is how much of the material that you write starts with a funny thing versus a thing that you think is weird or irritating? Uh, well, I think for or unfair. S- for Seinfeld, I'm like a big comedy nerd, so I've listened to a lot of Seinfeld t- on comedy. Me too. Mm-hmm. And he's always saying, it starts with aggravation. It starts with, this bugged me, so mm-hmm. I wrote a joke about it. Because you need that bugging you in anger is a good motivation, because it actually gets in you, you know? Uh, but for me, it's it's wanting to be understood and just saying falsities. Like, if people go, I don't see color. I go, uh-huh. well, he's either lying or he's an idiot. Like, yeah. are you colorblind or are you just lying to us? Because you obviously do see color. Yeah. Or you wouldn't need to say that. But that's why he, I had... Well, he's lying because he's afraid. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I go, all right, well, that's that's what I'm going to work on. Uh-huh. I'm going to disprove him. And I did in a bit about how I, a guy said well, that gonna, to me. We're going well, to well, play I'm... that bit. Oh, so okay. so, so don't, don't spoil your material. Uh... <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> you, you have some really great jokes I don't want you to ruin. But <laughs> you mentioned the Boron yeah. thing. And I got to say, a lot of, I think, younger comics, when I, when I was newer, I mean, I'm, not, I'm still pretty new, but when I first started, you would just be like, all right, plastic, sugar. What can I make about sugar? All right, all right. And then you try to build around mm-hmm. that. I think 
Boron would a, a weaker comic would have been like Boron's funny. That's a funny word. How can right. I get to that? You know, right. and build around that. Mm. But the best comics, you find their point of view. Like yeah, he's right. sitting in the back of a cab, going, "This is crazy, unsafe," and you get to see how his brain works. Yes, yeah. and that's good comedy. Yes. You know, he clearly shows you by, I don't know. There's there's an exaggeration that he does where it's just like it's all fine. Yeah, it's not fine. And then he it's he's he's very good at um, a very quick and 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 you are too. Uh, just a couple, like two or three words that clarify and snap everything into focus. You gotta have a thesis line. Where he's like, he, where he goes, it's your life. Right, right, yeah. yeah. I saw him on an interview where he was talking with, he was arguing back and forth with Colin Quinn, and Colin was, was being, uh, he was being very nostalgic about when New York was more violent and, mm-hmm. and rough. And Jerry says, well, we always argue about this, and I always say, what's worse, having to deal with the Disneyfication of Times Square or living your life at knife point? Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and he, it's just that living your life, at that, that, that little quick boom, yeah. boom, boom. Perfect. And I think that you, you get there with the vast majority of your jokes. Oh, thanks. How do you do it? <laughs> uh, well, What's that I, process like? I'm a big uh, say it in my room 800 times before mm-hmm. I go outside ah. kind of guy, which is completely embarrassing. I'm holding a hairbrush in my underwear going, the water bottle, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like doing the whole mm-hmm. skit yeah. in my room. It, does it have to be a hairbrush and underwear? Is that like your... It's, it's got to be something phallic. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. A pen or a wooden spoon or I would a dildo. Pref- I would love it if instead <laughs> that was your lucky charm. It has to be this underwear. Yeah. It has to be this hairbrush. Oh, stole it from an ex-girlfriend. It would be filthy <laughs> underwear. But yeah, so I do that. And then I have this big fear that no one gives a shit. Like I, I always think I'm about to get heckled every mm-hmm. second I'm on stage, which is a horrible, horrible way to live. Interesting. But I just think no one cares, so I have to get to that point not only quickly, but it's got to be intriguing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so you try to figure mm-hmm. out the best way to say that mm-hmm. quick. And yeah, that is something that I would say typifies your 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 style of comedy. Mm-hmm. You so quickly get your premises out, and then you identify. And I want to play. I don't want to talk about it too much before we actually play it. But then you'll identify this is the touch point for the right pause. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Then yeah. hit. And it's that little tiny just moment of tension, boom. But leading up to that, you're so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. And, uh, that it's like, but the way, the language you're using is so simple mm-hmm. that, the, that the speed with which you're speaking is okay. Ah. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That's, that, I never thought about it like that, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah, because if you're if you're speaking to um, if you're using words that are too big, if your if your sentence structure is too convoluted, then people have to think their way through it. They're just like ah, and yeah. then by the time you get to the punchline, they've been busy thinking about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Whereas you've, I've noticed when you're introducing a premise, you're like, oh, isn't it weird that blah 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 blah, and then this, but you never do this, right? And it's it's so simple. But if you slowed it down, people might even be able to get to some of your punchlines. Yeah, maybe. I think a, a good use or a good thing there is examples. I, I'll throw out a premise a lot, and I can tell it doesn't click. Right. And then I give an example, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh, I see what you're saying now. Oh, yeah. So I always use examples because mm-hmm. it just solidifies that everyone got it. So you'll, do, you'll go, okay, here's the general premise. Mm-hmm. Then I'll cl- you clarify it with an example. That's like mm-hmm. so-and-so. 
Okay, let's talk about analogies. Yeah, uh, big analogy. You, I know. <laughs> Love analogies. But that's, again, trying to be understood. It's uh -huh. just all my life, I just want people to understand yeah. what I'm saying. When I was a kindergartner, a first grader, my teacher thought I was retarded. And he asked me, it was like a retarded kid test. And he said, take this test. We'll see if you're retarded. It was a bunch of pictures of objects like screwdriver, guitar, you know, shoe, flute, all these things. And he said, circle all the instruments, the musical instruments. And I said, yeah, yeah no problem. This is a cakewalk. So I circled everything that I thought was an instrument. And I gave it back and he goes, up. Ah. You're retarded. I go, why am I retarded? He goes, you circled a saw. And I go, yeah, but I saw a Groucho Marx movie where he played a saw. Uh, and he was like, uh, I don't know. So he like brought my mom in. This it's like whole a thing. loophole. Yeah. yeah and she yeah, was yeah. like, no, I've seen the movie. I've seen the movie. That's pretty clever. And he's like, clever? He's retarded. So that, that's just, my whole life is walking that clever, retarded line. Which one fine. is it? It's so, it's so it's, funny. That's so fascinating i feel like that happens to all of us we oh, have yeah. this defining moment super early on where we go now i'm gonna live my life in response to that yeah. moment yes yes <laughs> when she told me about that it like i clicked i was like yes that's my whole thing right there yeah so <laughs> is that your is that the name of your next album not retarded i like that it's got a couple it's got a couple elements to it right too. Yeah, yeah. i like that yeah, that's really funny. you're fighting for the word you're like <laughs> right right <laughs> there are so many angles that i want to hit here but to do it right i want to play some of your material we good with that yeah sure that sounds good this one is from conan okay this is july 16th 2014 i believe the title is sluts yes and you know these are all just jokes i don't mean to offend the gals i try to be a good feminist i do uh, which is tough nowadays, because some women are feminists and some women aren't. So as a guy, how do I know how to act? Like, some girls you open the door for, and they're like, wow, a gentleman, thank you very much. Other girls you open the door for them, they're like, what, you think I can't open my own door? I'm like, whoa, hey, I'm just trying to sleep with you. Jesus, <laughs> 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 Louise, how do we get here? <laughs> I do feel sorry for women when it comes to sex, though. I think you guys get screwed over, you know? Guy has sex with a lot of girls, he's a cool guy. Girl has sex with a lot of guys, everybody makes fun of her. That's not fair, it's a double standard. I hate when guys pull this move. They go, hey, you know, I uh, had sex with that girl. I'm the man. And you go, yeah, well, she had sex with him, too. And they go, oh, what a slut. <laughs> well, that's not fair. How come she's a slut now? How come she was a slut when she had sex with you? You never hear a guy say that. Whew, she banged me. What a whore. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you've got some problems, sister. Get your act together. This, this is a wake-up call. <laughs> I feel like we're so mean to promiscuous girls in this society, aren't we? Slut, tramp, she's loose, she's easy. Well, what is that? Don't we all like sex? Why are we getting mad at the one group giving it away? Yeah? You know, we all like Banana Republic, but they have a sale. Nobody calls them a whore. Yeah? I don't get it. we got a black president now. Gay marriage is legal here, yet sluts are still oppressed. Yeah? That's the one group in this country that still gets stepped on. And I'm the only guy sticking up for these women. Even women won't stick up for them. Those sluts are ruining it for everybody. No, you could... Put out too. <laughs> I genuinely don't understand. I feel like if we're going to make fun of a group of girls, let's make fun of the prude girls, right? They're the boring, annoying ones. Let's kick them off the high horse. They've had it too good for too long. Right? Yeah. Why do we reward these women? Well, I don't put out till three months into a relationship. Yeah, because you have nothing else to offer. Get a personality together. Come on, kick it up a notch. Let's go. Because <laughs> let's be honest, you know, prude girls, they're like mom and pop shops. We all pretend to like them, but they're more expensive and they close early. <laughs> <laughs> Promiscuous girls are like Walmart. All right? Everybody makes fun of them. Everybody talks down to them. When you're inside one at four in the morning, you're like, man, I'm glad these are around. <laughs> 
Oh, that's. Oh, I've never heard that. I've never listened to that. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's too hard. Uh, too weird. I, I, oh, I, and I knew, I knew that this was. This is. It's tough for a lot of people to go yeah. back and listen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I listened to a really early set of mine uh, recently, just to see, and it was just. I, I covered my face alone in my room. Yeah. So I know that this is tough. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate you doing it. No problem. <laughs> it's. It's. But from our perspective. It's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It went well. I'm glad. I never really listened, and it, that's good it, for that's a late night set too. Yeah. So that that yeah. feels good. To have that on the level of difficulty, right? Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. I was freaking out the whole time during right. that. I I played it off, but I am jittery. I'm like my mm-hmm. ass cheeks are spasming. I had dry mouth. It was really? crazy. I was mm-hmm. terrified. Oh man. It's and 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 that's kind of how it works. Sometimes, yeah. Like it's and it's. I'm always surprised how people don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's it, it, but I would bet in this case in particular, this is just hours of preparation. Hours, 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 and failing and failing. Also, I should point out that this is a bit that was like you couldn't do this now. Probably it'd be too too. Uh, what's the word? Yeah, it's pretty edgy for a late night. So. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's like in the times with the climate now, it's uh-huh. too tense. Yeah, right? yeah. Because you right. just say slut, and women are like, "What's he? This man? What does he know? Yeah, that's yeah. my vagina or whatever." Even mm-hmm. though that bit is probably a, would it's, be a refreshing it's, it's perspective from a guy. It it's is pro women. It, it yeah. is actually, hey, you should have the same sexual freedom that we do. As there you men. go. It's yeah. all it's saying, and yet people attack you for the group that you belong to. Yes, uh, and exactly. say because you can't identify directly specifically match for match for that group of people you no longer ne- get to comment at all right um unless you're part of a group that's oppressed enough then you can, <laughs> then, yeah. then exactly, you can exactly. comment yeah, we, 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 yeah it's, totally. it's all actually the opposite of progress is that whole thing yeah. but yeah so but, but but let's let's talk about let's okay. talk about this joke because um it, you said it took what eight months for maybe this? eight months nine months and i mean yeah, it took forever, and it bombed a lot, and it's long. Mm-hmm. So, like, to get into it and have it bomb and still be that long, it's oh, like, yeah. all right, well, I got, you know, 48 more seconds of bombing with mm-hmm. this joke, because you got to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So the end of it was the only part that I had working, which was the, an- the analogy, because mm-hmm. yeah. I have a knack for analogies, which is the Walmart thing. Yes. So once I got the Walmart thing, I knew I could build off of that so i kind of built it backwards mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. i knew i had to be extra nice to women in the bit just to get through it yeah and that's why i said i think women get screwed in this country that's the level i'm the only one sticking up for these so i'm doing all that that's all right. buying me time mm-hmm. right that's not really jokes so it's a it's a combination of jokes setups silly scenarios and sucking ass yeah, yeah it's yeah. not just buying you time what you're doing like this only plays it's one of these bits that i think only plays if they understand your character aha uh-huh. yeah and and you're building you have five minutes yeah and you're you have to as quickly as possible establish clearly without being like thou doth protest too much right yeah. right you can't like do it too much and then they're like what's he hiding yeah so you you're establishing the backdrop against which that that joke bounces mm-hmm. right so so like you're saying you're buying time I think that's the setup that's necessary to, for them to take it from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, that's you're a good point. Getting them to accept your context, right? But again, as a guy who's constantly terrified of <laughs> losing them and bombing and them hating me and getting heckled or them getting bored, that was very hard for me. Sure, all those sentences because you want every sentence to get a laugh. You know, with yeah. Seinfeld, it was consonants in a row, boom, 
boron, boom. Yeah. You know, popping fresh, bo, boom. It's just joke, joke, joke. But mm. you're doing something different. Yeah, that was a cl- that you're was a completely so- different bit. You're doing something different here, and I, I it, it, you don't need to believe that Jerry Seinfeld is a good person, right? Um, right. In order for that joke to be funny, that's why that's such a hard joke. You're not talking about pop tarts, man. Yes, yeah. it, like the hard hitting, right? Boron jokes. Yeah, yeah. You're t- you're you're digging into. Um, uh, an issue that is fraught, mm-hmm. yeah. and and so like I mean I'm only just like beginning to understand the thing I'm talking about here, uh-huh. um, which is that people don't know I'm a good person, right? right. And they <laughs> yeah. usually assume you're not right. out of yeah, the yeah. gate, especially like straight you know, white guy, uh, and and a bald straight uh, yeah, yeah, white yeah. guy. You're a supervillain. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I, I'm Lex Luthor. Right. I walk up there. I'm just like I just got back from a rally. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they don't know. And, and and they don't know that about you either in this set. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I, I I think you did a great job oh, tap thanks. dancing toward it, and then and then you and you do a pirouette with your analogies. Yeah. I also kind of thanks. think uh, you did something. I think you've developed like your style because it's very unique to you. Because mm-hmm. there's been like you're one of the most polished joke writers, and that's like kind of like your thing. I would say is that's, that how you feel? Well, it's all I have. people always say you're a real joke guy. I'm I like, have. how else do you get laughs? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, you don't do it. You know. <laughs> Brat like, falls. I don't know what else to do. Like there's these like big overarching theme, long drawn out bit. Like like oh. Chappelle does like oh, big long saying. bits, and yeah. then you have like just like bam, 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 bam. Yeah. But unlike most like historically uh, prolific uh, joke writers like Stephen Wright and mm. Mitch Hedberg, you are like extremely irreverent while right. doing it, and right. I think that's really hard to do. Very hard. I don't know if I've heard someone um, get to. Uh, a, like make a point in quick jokes the way you do. Right. Is that something you always were trying to do or were you safer when you were younger? No, it's all like when you started. I always wanted to be irreverent because that's yeah. the funnest shit because that's the it's stuff you so can't fun. say. And that's the stuff people lie about all uh-huh. the time. So that's to me is important. Yeah. And yeah. again, it's the fear thing of getting like getting them to hate me or them not listening. So I got to get the joke out quick. So it's uh-huh. a combo of mm-hmm. wanting to be edgy or not even edgy, just honest. Yeah, I say. yeah. And then being quick. Like, I have a joke yeah. now. I, I don't want to give it away too much to my new act, but I say, uh, I got a Snapple today. Fun fact under the cap said polar bears used to be brown, but through evolution, they turned white because police were shooting them. <laughs> and it always gets like a, like a half grown and a half huge pop. And that's how I know it's a great joke because yeah. people, that's like a crazy thing to say. Uh-huh. And if it still gets a laugh and you didn't see it coming, I'm keeping it in. Yeah, yeah. I, I one time I, I said a like I made a joke and the it was about bartenders, um, uh, like how I'm a bartender and I know what a person's whole backstory is based on how they treat the waiters and uh, uh-huh. bartending stuff. And if you shake your glass of ice at the bartender, that means your family owns slaves. And um, <laughs> the but like it it will get like a few groans. Yeah. And it'll just like one time I just said like. The only people that aren't laughing or the only people that are offended at that don't have the right to be. Oh, and it's very it usually the people that are going to groan at you are not the people that are going to ever be fans of comedy. <laughs> I guess so. so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're I, annoying. I, 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 I would agree with that. On the other hand, like I've watched I've gotten to watch people come around. Uh, because yeah. like I, I'll take my parents as an example. They're super conservative. I'm from Montana, um, and they like my father took me aside when I was like in junior high because he caught me watching Saturday Night Live. Whoa! And he goes, and he goes, he goes. I just 
It's uh, it's rather crass. Wow. And and, and yeah, when they came to New York, I was like, I want you to see why I do this. I'm prepping you. You're not going to enjoy the topics that these, I have no control over what they say. Yeah. But will you just try it? And I took him to the Village Underground, dying laughing. Oh, good. Dying laughing. And they walked out and my mom was like, well, that was so fun. I, yeah. I guess I get it. I, I, I can see why people would like this. Uh-huh. Even though I, I don't agree with the things they were saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've seen them come around. If it's funny enough, yeah. then they go... All right. Of course. I mean, it's so silly. I mean, first of all, we're all going to die one day, but like these, you know, I'll, I have like a lot of pedophilia material. And people go, why do you talk about pedophiles? I'm like, because they exist. They're interesting. Yeah. It's fat. No one else does. So why shouldn't I? It's fascinating. Like, yeah. Why shouldn't I? T- to me, it's, it's like, it's not like, oh my God, pedophilia. I got to talk about it. It's like, oh, that's kind of a wacky thing. Let's mm-hmm. get into that. I have no like qualms about it or I have no interest in it really. It's just like, oh, that's cool. Let's talk about gay people. They like other men. Yeah. That's interesting. Let's talk about that. So, yeah, yeah. You know? so for you, it's it's more like here's a thing that causes people distress to even entertain the yes, thought. And I don't feel that distress at all. Right. I well, I mean, I think that that's part of that's that's a comic thing. Mm-hmm. Comics are, are yeah. willing to say this is a playground of ideas. And um, everything here is is a potential merry-go-round. Yeah, everything here is a swing set. Uh, and other people are like, uh, "I'm sorry, that's a minefield." Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Right. So, uh, or more like that's a sacred cow. And yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a it. that's yeah. a minefield with my sacred cow in yeah, there. Yeah. It could blow up next time. Yeah, that's true. You're gonna blow up the sacred cow. Meanwhile, so, I want to get on the cow's back and ride it. It's a minefield. Yeah, <laughs> let's go catch that kid. All right. right. So, uh, analogies. I want to go back to that. Sure. Um, you um, you do have a knack for analogies. Um, I do too. But it's only in fucking conversation. I sit down, down. I sit down to write an analogy and my mind just goes, yeah, yeah no. I get that. And it is, I, I, I almost, maybe I'm realizing this as I say this, I think it comes from the same thing as you. I want to be understood so bad mm-hmm. that I, it, it comes out. I'm just like, no, I meant this. Yes. Yeah, yeah you need it. It's a survival tool. Right. But when I'm, when I'm in front of my computer and I'm, I'm typing something out... I don't have that need. Yeah. Uh, there's no one in front of me. I mean, I hate to mansplain. Please. But I would try, because you say you get in conversation, try walking around and having a conversation with someone that's not in the room. Fake it. Because if that's what jars it up normally, try yeah. that. You I, do, I, I do. I, okay. I, I do a combination of both. Okay. Um, and and I, it, it does work better when I'm walking around talking. Yeah. For sure. Do you Do you write stuff down? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a phone full of notes. I got a pocket full of notes. Do you write on stage at all? Every now and then, yeah. Okay, cool. It usually just comes to me. I try, you know, if you're getting paid for a spot, I feel bad going up there like, so, and another thing. Yeah, just mucking it up. Yeah, could this work? How do you feel about this? You know, I hate that guy. So I try not to, but it happens on accident sometimes. Uh Sometimes it's the best shit because that pressure forces something good out of you. For sure. But uh, I try not to do it too much. Analogies... Sometimes if you have a good one, just write it down in conversation. Like I had a one about uh, somebody said, do you want a gay kid? Would you, how would you feel? And I, I said, well, it's like having a French fry and a basket of onion rings. You know, like yeah. I, uh, I'm surprised, but I, I like these too. Yeah. So I'm not mm-hmm. bummed out. And mm-hmm. that bit 
works. That's such a great. I've heard it. I I, yeah. I thought it was so fantastic. Oh, it's thanks. So, and it's so, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's so simple, yeah. and it's relatable. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> French fries are very relatable. Very relatable. Yeah, yeah. That'll work in Australia. You know. So you have this idea, this irritation, this aggravation. Yeah. Let's take this sluts one. Okay. Do you remember that how this one started? Yeah. Just it just hit me one day. It was just the broad concept of like. I was trying to get laid a lot. I had just gotten dumped. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get laid, and then people were like, oh, she's a slut. Watch out for her. And I, was, I remember thinking like, oh, I'm going to try to fuck her then. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be easier because yeah. she's a slut. Like, yeah, why yeah. would I want to do all the work? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember it just hit me like, why is this bad? What's wrong with sluts? I don't mm-hmm. get it. And then I just started exploring that, and I tried it a mic, and it got like that twinkle where you can tell there's something there, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Still got a, no laughs, but I could tell it's got a, it's got legs. And I just played with it, played with it. You get one sentence here, but I bomb with it. So many times, those kind of bombs where you can tell people are like, God, I wish you would stop. I wish you, this bit would end. Hurry up. Yeah. And you just have to push through, which is the hardest thing in the world, especially for me, because I hate that, you know, people losing interest feeling. And I, But you just do it, and you build, and you build, and that, that suffering part makes you build on it more because you're, you don't want to be humiliated again mm-hmm. i know exactly what you mean like i'll take something on stage and i love it and then i go i go and try it out and it maybe gets like a laugh one little laugh and the rest of it's just that feeling yeah, yeah. and then i go god why did i even try it and on the train ride to the next thing yeah all of a sudden boom 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 here are the next yes here are the next here's the fixes yeah. and i go Oh, and it's because I'm so upset at the yes. work. You yeah. need the struggle. The struggle pushes it out of you because it's, it's so, so fucking painful. Yeah. <laughs> Those jokes are like a little Mike Tyson. You know, they're out in this fucking hellish neighborhood, and that's why you can fight so good. Yeah, so yeah. Well, because you need that struggle to get you going. It's you the, really the diamond do. is only there with the with the push, with the pressure. Yeah, that's what I would say about the kind of comedy that you know what you're talking about. Like it needs to, like people are trying to make statements more. It's like what's frustrating is that. You say like your your comedy needs to be progressive, mm-hmm. but you're not taking it to the people that you right. suggest need right. to hear it. You're taking you're it to only the saying followers. It. Exactly. Yeah. You're just saying it to people that already yeah. agree with it's you. So weak. what's the point? It, yeah, yeah, it's cowardly and it's easy. And it, I, I I went and did I have a, a rather long, rather heartfelt bit about uh about oh coming boy. from i know i know but it's it's coming from gun country okay and how and the, the 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 thing is i just what the irritation or the aggravation is was that that every these are good people on both sides of this argument mm-hmm. all saying that the other one ha- is awful and yes. that no one can hear each other when that's happening. And so the 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 crux of it is uh, you need me to be the ambassador between these two people. Yeah. Right, okay. right. It's a great bit. But bringing that up in New York is super hard. Sure. And I did it in um I did it in a a black room in 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 Brooklyn recently and I just felt that feeling that just like that what Hurry this up, person! Oh my God, this is awful. And the 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 terror of that made me go. You you know you know you're safe. I didn't bring them today. Yeah. Oh, then that's funny. And yeah. it, it but it forced it out of yes. me. Yes, and, and 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 it wrote it for me because right. of that struggle. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's oh. interesting. You need that. 
I'm not that important. I'm here to entertain. Yeah. That's yeah. what people forget. Yeah. Everybody goes up there and they're like, I'm the soothsayer. I'm a prophet. I'm going to yeah. change these people. No, no, no. You're nothing. You're yeah. here to make us laugh. You need to realize <laughs> the, the less important you are, the funnier you are. Exactly. Yeah. Importance is not funny. If you expect yeah. an applause break, you'll never be that funny. There you like, go. It's just like, <laughs> I feel like anytime I've ever gotten an applause break, it's very surprising. Yes. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. You're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I still want to get the answer to this one thing. Oh, yeah. On, uh, analogies. Yes. Um, how do your analogies come to you most easily? I think you got to break down, like, if you want to compare a table to your girlfriend, you got to just start breaking down all the little things yeah. about mm -hmm. it. Like, okay, table has legs, she has legs. Tables mm -hmm. are stiff, she's stiff. You know, she's expensive, the table's expensive. You got to uh -huh. start, and then, but the key to analogy is you get those logical things that, that add up, but it's got to have the same feeling. Yeah. It's got to feel like the same thing, too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, I mean, I can't think of one now because I'm on the spot. But like, it has to feel right. It's like like onions, onion rings and French fries has that same feeling of like, oh, that doesn't belong there, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. It mm -hmm. has that. It's got a click, like a Ikea furniture, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so you can sometimes you can have the perfect, most perfect logic. Everything locks in, but it doesn't feel it doesn't right. Feel and it doesn't get a laugh. Insane. It's yeah. got to have the lock and the feel. Right. Are there some analogies that took you forever Together. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It totally. Takes so long. So long. And some I, I hold on to these jokes because I know the analogy is not ready and I'll just keep working on it in a year, maybe. Yeah. So you just try another mm -hmm. analogy, you know. And then when it, that analogy snaps into place, that joke is it's it's almost like done. Yeah. The, the yeah. shell is there. Yeah. The hard part's over. Yeah. yeah. OK. Thank you for I, I really sure. appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's that's what I wanted out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is no one not not no one, but most comics aren't willing to keep going with that that next step. They go, I can't think of the analogy. Ah, fuck it. I'll work on something nah. else. And they just give up. You yeah. got to keep going. You got to push and you got to fail and you got to try you can have it. So much fun in that analogy because then you're just in the analogy and you yeah. can like, lengthen it as a story almost. Right. Like, you can muck around. Like one thing um, about you being an edgy joke slinger, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that. Is that okay if I say joke slinger? Sure. Why um, wouldn't it be? But you're not like Jesselnick where <laughs> it like you're. doesn't look like it's okay. No, no, okay. no I just, <laughs> I don't, I just I don't know how to call it. I didn't yeah, even yeah. think Take about it. it you don't, it's like. Uh, I like it's joke like, slinger. Yeah, yeah, joke slinger. I think it's, yeah, it makes us sound like we're in the West. Um, but you're not like Jesselnick because he's like kind of in a character saying these like yeah. edgy things. But they're also intentionally like, I'm going to say the worst thing mm -hmm. but you're like playing that line like i could see like your influence from like louis ck or like dave Chappelle, even though they do these like long form sure. kind of things but you're like you've put it into this maybe like 20 seconds of, yes of talking it's right. crazy i just don't think they care about me that much i don't <laughs> have the self-esteem to be like long-winded yeah yeah i don't yeah. have the security so i gotta knock it out uh -huh. and if i can get a laugh on a quick point yeah. that's just as you know interesting as their point i'll take it yeah is it wait 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 you're tying your brevity to yeah. self-esteem issues yes really oh yeah oh yeah really i would have thought it was just i, I don't want just smarts yeah. like you it's so much work and takes so much intelligence to be able to cut something down to that mm -hmm. uh, i mean i appreciate that but look at a guy like gary gullman who's probably one of the best comics oh, on the planet so unbelievable yeah. his jokes are like 12 minutes long about one thing i know i love that and every line is magic and perfect mm -hmm. and i could never do that mm -hmm. that slut joke is like a minute long and that felt like an eternity mm -hmm. and it took forever to write mm -hmm. so like 
to me, I look at what he does is like this masterful thing that I could never do. You know what? I think um, when you do long form, it's a uh, one of the things about it that makes it unappealing as a comic to like try to delve into is like you might not have the stage time in that True. point in your career to even do that joke. I have like a bit that's six minutes. I get to do it like once a month. Because yeah, of course. Like that's when I get enough time to do it. Right. You know what right. I mean? And that's it requires build up of your, cause if it's a long joke, you're probably going to need to inform them of your character first. So yeah. they're on board. So with you got to your... win them over. Exactly. You got to establish yourself. Mm-hmm. That kills half your set. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I totally get that. So yeah, that's it's great. definitely a headliner move. Uh-huh. Like I have bits I would never do in New York. Mm-hmm. That I do when I headline on the road. Yeah, yeah. Because they just—it's like that goldfish bowl theory. The, uh-huh. the fish can only get as big as the bowl, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just—I feel yeah. <laughs> See, there's an analogy. It's yeah, yeah, great. That was great. Because that was me saying they don't get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Throw that goldfish <laughs> thing in there. Yeah, yeah. Survival. The the thing you said about feeling and the yes. analogy part of it. I don't think I got that before. Oh, really? I know when I'm in conversation and I'm working one and I can see it when it works with somebody's face, right? I can like be like, oh, yeah, that worked. They get what I meant. Yeah. But like when I, I think when I'm sitting down or I'm working myself or I'm talking about it, I'm not concentrated on it. I'll get the logic to work, take it on stage, and people are like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I see what you mean and as opposed to I feel the thi- I, yeah. I now feel uh, that that moment right. of, of understanding. Right, it has to have that feeling. That's yeah. so. It's a real thing. It's got to taste the same, smell the same. It's got to make your brain go. Oh, those two things do go together. Uh huh. Instead uh-huh. of just logically and accurately, they do match. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I, I had one. I had That's one why comedy's one. hard. That's the beauty of comedy. It's this. It's this weird thing in the air that you. It can't be manufactured with logic and, you know accuracy it's gotta be yeah. it's still a, a tickle bone it's still mm-hmm. a funny bone uh-huh. thing it's, that's it, why the analogies are so important it's emotional be- yeah. because it's like when you're when you're saying an analogy it's almost like saying i don't know how else to say this yes. but to say this yeah right. you know right. what i mean and you will get this because yes. this is what it is when you set up a premise they don't give a shit this is a thought you've had a million times yeah so you have to find a way to make that thought get into their brain and analogy is a great like a great vehicle for that yeah yeah Come on. Let's talk about sex. Mark, I'd like to make you extremely uncomfortable for just a moment. Oh, good. Are you ready? All right. Sure. This is Mark Norman. He's done a couple things. One hour Comedy Central special. Don't be yourself is the title of that one. Mm-hmm. Comedy Central half hour special. Conan five times. Tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. Late show with Stephen Colbert. Showtime's live at South by Southwest. Inside Amy Schumer. True TV. Best week ever. <laughs> Mark, I just want to say, like... Keep grinding, dude. You're going to no. make it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. It's going to happen. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but yeah. <laughs> Is it crazy to like listen to that back when you hear that? Like Conan five times? Because you probably came so. up looking at Conan sets, watching oh, Conan and dude, Conan sets. I would, yeah, I would just, I remember thinking like if I can get alive at Gotham, uh-huh. I'll, I'll just die happy. Your pants, yeah. yeah, that's all I wanted. And that's like yeah. a five minute set on comedy shows that nobody saw and now it's over. Isn't that crazy? But yeah, I, when I got, uh, John Oliver was the first TV I did and I mm. cried. Really? Just when I heard I got it. Yeah. It's crazy. And But it doesn't seem like anything's ever going to happen. But you, you just keep going. Uh-huh. It has to, because they need comedians eventually. So they will need you. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of comics now, but just keep going. If the jokes are good, even mm-hmm. if you are a straight white guy, I know all straight white guys are like, uh, we're... We're getting screwed, but yeah. it, they will. Even if you're in a writer's room, you will be needed. Yeah, I. It's weird because like I we, 
we both are very sentimental and we really love comedy a lot. So we really like to take in big moments, Mm -hmm. but we're, but that is a very bashable thing in the comedy community. It's like, ah, you fucking asshole. Just like making a big, you know what I mean? Like, even if it's a ball busty kind of thing, Oh yeah, yeah, but there are those times like you should like, I mean, that's so incredible all you've accomplished. And that's like you set out to and do the I stream. And I skipped a bunch did. of stuff. You skipped, I was yeah. just like, he's uncomfortable enough. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to keep going. Do you ever just get to sit back and kind of be like, wow, I'm, I, you did good, Mark, like to yourself? Every of. now, but you know, you're always looking forward. For sure. Some My, my big, um, God, I always blank on words. But what's the thing where you like take it in? I don't know. My big moment of like. Ask. Basking in in, yeah. in my repertoire is I'll go on YouTube and you click on one Conan and you look on the side and there's like six, seven, eight other things to yeah. click on of different material. Mm-hmm. That feels good. That is crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a, fun. That's like, a, oh, look at this wealth. Because it starts off you in your underwear bombing in your room going, ah, I can't think of anything. I hate myself. I'm so bad. Yeah. And you think about your friend's bit. You're like, that's so much better than mine. Shit. Then you go to a mic and bomb. You go to a show and one joke kind of works and the rest yeah. kind of bomb. All that over and over and over and over. And then you get you get five minutes on Conan. Yeah. All right, so it's it's just time. It's all time. That's crazy. One of my favorite things I've I've heard about happiness in life is that it's not what you achieve. It's not solving your problems. It's none of that. It's finding the problem you love to solve over and Ooh, over and over again. I like that. Yeah, it's good and. Every plane ride, every bus ride, every fucking subway train I've missed and all that, it all pays off when, mm-hmm. when it works out. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, you hear people go, that three cents, I'll never make it. Figure out how to make it. Figure out how to do all of them. Yeah. Make it happen because you won't remember that part. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're on the, the, the 30 Rock stage in a suit, you're not going to go, oh, remember that three train I missed back in 88? <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone bitches about. They go, ah, I'm not going out tonight. It's cold. Fuck it. Go out. You won't remember it. Exactly. You'll remember yeah. the good. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. push through. Yeah, I know. It's it, it, it. You know what? That's like the pull quote of the. Uh, it's, yeah. just, it's just just keep going or push through or whatever. Yeah. It's the same. It's with the career. It's with the joke itself. Mm-hmm. It's just there's there's a grit. Yeah, I think is the word I'm looking for. Grit, mm-hmm. grit, yeah. and low self esteem helps. Like I listen to a lot of TED talks because I'm a fan of like self help and too. all that Me shit. Too. And uh, there's this guy Derek Sivers, and he always talks about innate versus hard work. Like a lot of people think like, uh, oh, I'm just a smart guy. I'll pass this test. And if they do well and you say, you just have it. You just have that thing. They start failing tests yes. because they think they have yes. it. But with a hard work guy, you go, you really worked hard. He starts doing better. Yeah. And I think the same goes for comedy. If you mm-hmm. go, I'm funny. I got this. Yeah. You're going to start bombing. But right. if you don't think you're that funny, you're going to bust your ass and there'll be better results. Yeah. I think there's a lot of truth in that. And I watch a lot of TED Talks, too. There's this one by a woman named Carol Dweck, I think, Mm -hmm. where she talks about if you have the belief in yourself that you're smart or that you're you're, you're talented. She hates that word talented. Then you avoid things that disprove that identity. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and instead, what she encourages is that you, um, you... focus on the effort and the hard work Mm -hmm. and you say okay i worked hard to get that or to do that and that if the reward is the hard work and that's the value that's something you can actually influence and you're not and then when when you don't get something the first time you say i didn't get it yet as opposed Uh, to i don't want people to know i'm not smart yeah. So I'm not going to do that again. I like that. And, and and I think that's with with comedy. Like 
it's easy to be like, you go out there and you try something. And you go, I don't want them to think I'm not funny. Yes. Yeah. Especially when other comics are in the crowd. Like I've oh. tried new and bomb. And that feeling is like, you can tell they're going, I heard he was pretty good. That sucked. Oh. I don't think he's that good. Oh. This guy's uh, overhyped or whatever. And you just yeah. on that subway like, ah, they hated me. But then you go, fuck them. Don't worry about it. Yep. Keep trying that bit. And then yep. two weeks later, you're doing that bit on Conan. You know how many chicks side-eyed me when I was doing that slut bit in Brooklyn? And then it kills <laughs> now. And it's like, let me work, you twat. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not pointing out women. I'm pointing out everyone. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's like, let me try it. I know I'm not a woman, but let me work on it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> really ridiculous. So, uh, and same with black jokes and gay jokes. I've been, you know, I've gotten the look, but it's all pro. Yeah, Leave yeah. me alone. Yeah, I know. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> You'll start with one of these things and you're like, oh my God, I, I want to say this. This is my thought. I mm. want to be understood. I'm going to try for the analogy, but that's not all you do. Like you no. have, maybe the best way to do this is to play one of my absolute favorites of yours, Evil Brain. Okay. Are you, are you down with that? Yeah, that's Can the we, headphones. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, that, that's another one that took forever. But that, I've gotten more response from that joke than any joke I've ever written. It's, uh, oh. let's, let's do it. That's just me, though. I worry about everything. I got really bad anxiety. Horrible anxiety. Riddled with anxiety. I live in the city. I don't have a car. I just walk around everywhere. Uh, you guys ever do this one? You guys ever leave the house without headphones? <laughs> Thoughts are not good. <laughs> my God, this whole time I thought I loved music. Turns out I just hate my brain. <laughs> just being attacked all day long with this insecurity playlist on shuffle. Ah, what are you doing with your life? You drink too much. You're going to die alone. You call that a penis? <laughs> Oh, bad head. My brain is evil. It, like, attacks me. It's like a bully. I'll be at a party, hanging out. Everybody's having a good time, talking. My brain's like, hey, you weirdo. You're being too quiet. Everybody's wondering why you're such a quiet weirdo. Get in there. Say something, you lunatic. Come on, you freak. Jump in, you psycho. Come on, get in there. You finally say something, your brain goes, whew, that's what you picked. Ah. (laughs) Shut up, dummy. Damn it. My brain never stops. I can't sleep at night. I'm a horrible sleeper. That's why I hate these bed commercials you see at 4 a.m. Hey, you can't sleep? Well, how comfortable is your mattress? What's your sleep number? How's your firmness? You think lack of comfort is what's keeping me up at night? And that's the problem, really? That's <laughs> this goddamn Japanese game show I got going up here. <laughs> yeah, the worry, the anxiety, the dread. I don't need a mattress designed by NASA. I need a Xanax of some self-esteem. <laughs> Come on. Comfort. I can sleep on a gravel road if I had a good childhood. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Brain never stops. That's why I never got these guys like, hey, I'm going to bed. I'm like, what do you mean going to bed? I got to pass out. I can't just go to bed. Right? <laughs> what are you, crazy? You want me to lay alone in a room in the dark in my underwear? That's what screwed me up in the first place. <laughs> Brutal. I don't, I don't think I'm depressed, though. I wouldn't say I'm depressed. Although, the symptoms of depression, binge drinking, hard to get out of bed, avoiding people, those are all the things that make me the most happy. <laughs> They always show these commercials. Some guy's depressed, pops a pill, and now he's skydiving, riding a convertible. <laughs> then they show the depressed guys in bed with a bunch of pizza boxes. I'm like, that's living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an awkward guy, very awkward. Can't make eye contact with people. See, that was tough. <laughs> I'm working on it. It's too intense, too intimate. I don't know how you people do this, you know? It's like a sign of respect. It looks them in the eye. That blows my mind. It's too much. I can't do it. Every time I look them in the eye, I'm like, well, I guess we're in love now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel too much. I'm a feely guy. Everything makes me uncomfortable. Certain words are hard to say. It makes me feel too weird. I love you. Ah, that's tough, huh? Whew, I can't say that. I can barely say croissant. Oh. 
What a horrible word. So pretentious. Good Lord. I can barely order one. They look amazing. I'm like, I'll take a muffin. Screw it. <laughs> socially awkward, you know? I know I'm socially awkward because I asked my friend what his biggest fear was. He said losing his child. He said, uh, what's your biggest fear, Mark? I said, huh. Accidentally hitting the FaceTime button on my phone. <laughs> Is there a more terrifying moment in life than that? I can't have people see me. I'm not ready. I got weird stuff going on in my room, you know? Yeah, I'm eating tuna out of a can. I got half a boner, an old yearbook open. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Too much. Oh, yeah. I'm an introvert. Any introverts here? You guys rarely speak up. <laughs> Not fun being an introvert. You, know, you just got to get out there and fake it. Yeah. Hard around people. Most people like being around people. For us, it's like, it's work. It's tough. Like, this is an introvert's biggest fear right here. You're hanging out with some guy you don't really know. You're like, all right, man, good hanging out. I'm going to take the train home. This guy goes, oh, yeah? What train are you taking? Take the number six. Hey, me too. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Back on the clock. Tough to be around people. Day jobs. I don't know how you guys do it. Nine to five. Eight hours with this group. Then five o'clock rolls around. Some guy goes, hey, we should all get drinks. What are you nuts? You want to hang out more? We're done. We did it. <laughs> We're outside the walls. Let's go home. That's not a happy hour. That's unpaid overtime. <laughs> Yeah, we like being alone, we do. You ever got to eat with a guy? He's like, hey, look at that dude, sitting by himself. You're like, I know, live the dream. <laughs> Just a weird brain I got. Like, I want you guys to like me, but I'm scared of you. You bum me out, but I need your love. Basically, what I'm saying is if you have a party, I don't want to go, but if you don't invite me, I'll kill myself. That's <laughs> oh, where I'm at up here, yeah. Oh. And if you don't get these jokes, just know your life is better than mine. <laughs> I know what you guys are thinking. Come on, Mark, introvert. Talking in front of 400 people right now. Well, it's pretty simple. This is a one-sided conversation that's been pre-written and rehearsed over and over. And if you guys talk, you get thrown out. I can't lose. <laughs> you guys are the real heroes. You guys are the ones just walking in your office break room, just bebopping and scatting off the cuff, no net, you know? You walk in like, hey, Bob, how was your weekend? I'm like, oh, that was good. How'd you know to say that? Holy hell. <laughs> Looks like an improv class. You're like Miles Davis over here. Holy <laughs> Wow. Not me. I got to prep everything. Everything's prepped. I see the break room 20 feet away. I'm like, all right, how you doing, Bob? 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 Then I get in there and I panic. I go, Jews! I've always been like this, and thank God for humor. Jesus Christ, you can get away with it. I remember one time I was at a friend's house for dinner, and the dad goes, let's all go around the table, say we're thankful for and one son was like, well, we're thankful for the food on the table. And one son was like, well, we're thankful for the roof over our head. And they're like, but what are you thankful for, Mark? I was like, well, honestly, I'm thankful I'm not attracted to kids. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that suck? It'd be a horrible life, you know? And everybody there was like, whoa, what the hell is that? Holy Jesus, good Lord. And I didn't get it. I was like, wait, why are you mad? I'm saying I'm not attracted. I'm not attracted. Not at all. What's the problem? I got pissed. I was like, screw you guys. I'm the only one here clearly not a pedophile. <laughs> Oh, All right. Oh, that's a long chunk. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> that is a fucking fantastic bit. Uh, so many hours of work there. You hear it back, you're like, hey, this is funny, but it's just so much bombing. And 
I wrote down a lot of things. Yeah. You can see, like, I added a, a whistle in at one point. Mm-hmm. You can see how fast I'm going? Yeah. I'm going way too fast. I, that's all I hear when I listen. Like, slow down, you fucking idiot. You're going too, <laughs> but it's just fear. I'm scared I'm going to bore them. So yeah. I have to go punchline, punchline, punchline. Uh, so that's all the fear, which I got to work on. That's what I took out of that. But uh, I whistled at one point. That was to remind myself to slow down. You know, like, if you throw a whistle in, you can't talk while you're whistling. So that's why I whistled at one point. That's mm. the only reason. It's not anything like that, anything funny. <laughs> uh, but also, talking about being introverted and anxiety, you go out to Cleveland, they don't know what that is. They don't know what about in- introversion. They're like, you go to work, you fuck your fat wife, and you go to sleep. Like, they, yeah. don't, they don't think about mental shit. So I had to... F- that was so hard, that bomb, for years. Because I was trying to figure out how to make that somehow... Relatable, relatable and, and interesting to someone who doesn't have it. And that was uh-huh. really tough. So you kind of have to know it's like the Seinfeld thing. Like Seinfeld is a bit about a, a hair on the shower wall. And innately, that's not funny. It has a hair on the wall. No, no big deal. But it's he made it funny. And I remember thinking, like, I think something about this is funny. So I got to keep working on it. And somebody out there will be an introvert. And maybe he'll glom onto it. Or but she. you want more than that. You don't want just the people who relate to it. Yeah, you want them to laugh, too. Mm-hmm. People don't get it. So you have to make it that funny. Mm-hmm. When, and that was tough. Let's talk about that. How Wait, how early in the development of that joke did you think of the uh, I could fall asleep on a gravel driveway if I had a good childhood? That, I don't know, that just came out of writing. That's so funny. Oh, thanks. That one like and sitting, the- down and, sitting down and just writing on a notepad. Yeah, and I had all these, like, what's a horrible thing? What's a horrible thing? And I was like, my childhood. And that no one will see that coming, and, uh-huh. and, but it took... 800 tries i suspected honestly that that was one of the first things you wrote no i don't think so what what was the first part of this bit about social anxiety that made you that you were like okay i think i can take that on stage it was the part about uh the train you know like hey we should drive the train together i was like ah shit how do i get out of this and i Mm -hmm. remember just being like why does he want to take the train with me but i don't want to take the train with him we're Mm -hmm. different uh-huh. There's something to that. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, for he's sure. all for it, and it's the worst nightmare for me. Uh-huh. So that's some, that was comedy to me. Yeah, yeah. And, that, that's, and then I figured, well, if I'm going to say that, all the people who are like that guy who wanted to ride the train aren't going to get it. So I have to really explain it uh-huh. to yeah. the people who aren't like me. And that's where that's – so now I'm just trying to explain, explain, explain. Mm-hmm. Again, coming back to understanding. Yeah. 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 And, then, and then you got to the – I like the um, – Leave the house without headphones. Yeah, that was a bit. That Gary Goldman said, "Keep doing that bit." I was gonna drop it. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was one of those. And then you go, you go out to, you know, St. Louis. They don't walk around. They all have cars. So that was a tough one. I tried this whole thing about not having a stereo working in your car and uh-huh. blah blah blah. Uh-huh. But the idea of sitting alone with your thoughts, I think, is enough relatability yeah. to get the joke. Uh, well, when you if you don't get them with leaving your house, thoughts aren't good. I thought I loved music, but, but that's. The, I think the moment where you might get the people who don't quite get it yet is I hate my brain insecurity playlist. Maybe. Mm, because yeah. that's everybody goes through periods of life at some point where their brain is attacking who they are as a person. Mm. Right. Right. Except right. Donald Trump, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. There are some people who seem to be utterly impervious, but they're the they're not the norm, yeah. I right. don't think. And I think that moment where you're like, I hate, I hate my brain insecurity playlist, it's just like that is Part of the human condition. Oh, I hope so. I, I, it doesn't I think, feel like it when you're living it, because you think everyone me, else is normal. Uh, yeah. But that's why the bit resonates, I think. Right. That line and also the, I want to be invited to a party, but I don't want to go. <laughs> Any, if, if, 
I, I, I don't want to go, but if you don't invite me, I'll kill myself. Yeah. When I thought of that, I was like, all right, I got something here. That is really something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. But it's, that, so again, it's, just, it's a puzzle, and you have all these pieces scattered all over, and you're going, all right, there's a corner. I can keep building. Oh. All right, that, that's two blue pieces. Oh, those kind of look. Oh, they snap together. Hey. So you got a million pieces of a fucking Monet lily pad yeah. painting, <laughs> and he just takes forever, but it will. it's overwhelming and scary, but you will get it together if you keep fucking with it. Do you ever... Um situate uh jokes uh like after one after the another and then you find out like ooh, like did you do this chunk of material in order that was different than this and felt it go wrong because you didn't do it in the correct yes, order yes yes completely yeah. completely good that uh, happened good to me last night and it sucked <laughs> you need that order you need because yeah. everything builds yeah. to their they're understanding more and more as you go and it has mm-hmm. to be a littler chunk you know of of food or whatever a morsel that has to it can get bigger but they still have to understand where you're going yeah it's like you're putting out uh steps before they're stepping uh-huh so if you don't put one out they're gonna fall into the water yeah you i know do. what i mean i well you know what i really i think it, it's i understand <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> jeff and i went uh we went to an open like an early mic and we were working out some material and i did this bit at the end of this chunk that's about how my mom's a neonatal psychologist and that means she studies premature infants which is like finding out if they're gonna have a disability mm. and the joke is like she just gets paid to go in a room and be like yeah that guy's gonna be retarded and and or <laughs> like funny. oh that guy's less retarded that's um, a fun job they should get the bully to do that the high school bully. that'd be a perfect job for him you know they really should. <laughs> yeah. but i it just flat out bombed when i did it after we left each other because i didn't before that it's all about how my mom was raised me by myself with privilege which is more fun than if you have like two parents raising you with privilege. the joke mm-hmm. is like it's like it's just a good uh, like tip of the cap to feminism if that sure, happens sure. that's not elitism that's just you know yeah um well with jokes like that norm mcdonald is the king of like he says horrific shit yeah but he you can tell he's coming from a place of curiosity yes. and and innocence uh-huh so but sometimes those retarded jokes they have a, a feeling of like this guy just wants to say retarded yeah so mm-hmm. if you come at it with this kind of you know yeah i'm curious what's the deal with this kind of thing it it might hit harder when that bit was naked by itself it was like it just felt like i was doing bits about where i wanted to say the yeah. word retarded yeah, which exactly. is not the point of the joke i just think it's an odd job in, in retrospect right it is but they don't get any of that without any buffering you got a buffer of like this is my childhood and you know right what I mean? right Part of that buffer is your voice right mm-hmm. i think that one of the reasons that you get away with so much fun is your voice is very the, the the voice you've found? I suppose I should say you were not talking uh, about literal voice. I don't mean literal okay. voice. I mean there's that too, but mm-hmm. I mean your voice as a comedian mm-hmm. um, has an element of I'm just asking. Yes, it's, yes, it's, and I'm that's curious. genuine. Oh, right. Yeah, it is genuine. Yeah, it I'm, would be if it's put on. Obviously, it wouldn't work. I don't. Right, think. right. Yeah, um, they can. They have to see it. Right, and so uh, what was the pro? You, you talked about. When we first started talking about you being on the podcast, I said, hey, what would you want to talk about? You said finding your voice would be a potential topic. How did you get to the point where you were able to bring your curiosity into your material to this degree? I think it's uh, a couple things. One, I don't even know if I do know my voice yet. Other people are like, oh, you have a voice. I'm like, I wish I knew what it was. Mm -hmm. I'm never writing like, oh, this is me, baby. (laughs) This feels right. I never have that. I would... Jeselnik on some podcast talked about how he like wrote a joke and he just clicked. He's like, I got it now. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. And I'm like, oh, I would kill for that moment. Yeah. I don't have that. I'm just, to me, it's like your voice is the thing you keep coming back to and you're yeah. not involuntarily. You're not mm-hmm. trying to come back to it. So 
eventually you start seeing patterns of what you're supposed to do. But the more you try to look at it, the more it goes away. Uh-huh. It's like trying to grab smoke. You can't do it. It just <gasps> slips through. You got to just let it smoke. Let it billow. Uh-huh. And just try to just step back and let it happen. That's the only way for me. This is personal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's the only way I can figure it out. Did you think you had a natural charismatic funniness to you when you started i mean i was class clown and all that shit. yeah yeah so yeah. i think yeah. i have some of that and i have i have this this kind of like i'm just saying hey, i just want to figure it out i just yeah. want to understand to me that yeah, like, you're really expressive with your arms even yeah, on this arm, podcast like, you've lifted them a lot it's all <laughs> please understand whatever helps if yeah, this that, helps that you know i'll do it that's so. for sure the italian side yeah yeah and i think subconsciously too when your hands are up and they're out and your palms are facing you are saying non-threatening non-threatening yeah. i don't I come mean, in peace it's okay yes yeah, yes yeah. but again the other thing the voice thing is you keep coming back to it and it's such a real as louis ck would say it, it's something you got to write what gnaws at your brain uh-huh. and this is the shit that's gnawing at my brain so i have to do it it's not like it's not like oh i want to talk about this it's like this is what i got to get out right and yeah. i think when you do those things the audience can see like this is coming from a real place in this guy's balls uh-huh. like he's got to talk about this shit yeah and i think that's part of it you say you don't you don't feel like you have found your voice yeah okay i have no idea what that's like to even get close to it mm-hmm. but i will give you a counter argument please mm. i want to know it i want to it's because it's i'm very literal and if i can't touch it and see it i'm like well, ah, it's not there yeah I, i'll even do you if i can i'll even do you a favor there's a i don't even know who the guy was i saw a comedian for the first time at a mic and i i made another comedian laugh this is when i was waiting waiting for you at yeah yeah another comedian laugh i go close your eyes and tell me if Mark Norman is in the room. <laughs> and and he did, and he burst out laughing. Wow! Yeah. And the other co- the comedian on stage was doing great, original, interesting jokes, but it was it might as well have been you. Yeah. Wow! Really? And, yes. They were and, shit. and so and 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 he laughed because it was totally true. It was uncanny how close it was. Yeah. Huh. And so I, the reason I say that is if you didn't have a voice, there'd be nothing really to mimic. Sure. And it's not just the intonation. It's how the jokes are delivered. Mm-hmm. It's that very careful, calculated pause at just the right moment. Yeah. Um, it's the, oh, it doesn't even, like the the, the non-threatening, yeah. thing, all of it. Interesting. So, so wow. I'd love I, to hear again, it. Again, I don't know, but that's my count. That's my evidence. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I've heard people doing kind of a thing like I do, and I immediately jump on it and I go, oh, this guy's doing me. Yeah. And so you're right. It must be there if, yeah. if you can hear it in someone else. And then I got it. angry. And yeah. it makes you appreciate your voice for a second. You go, oh, wait, I want to keep it. No, 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 don't take it. Don't take, I need it now. Yeah. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? If you don't have it, they couldn't be stealing it. Right, exactly, right. Yeah. But I just wish that I had like a you know, a thing in my brain of going, this is it. You're doing it right now. But it seems you like know. no one can really steal a persona or like a... That person well, that I say, will outgrow Well, the, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're probably like two <laughs> years in or a year in. I mean, I just sounded like Louie when I started. Oh, really? Yeah, just like muttering like if i if i wanted to throw away something it was just in that kind of like you just i don't i don't even know you know that like kind of yeah um but i think that's just the evolution of a comedian yeah, i was right? seinfeld all the way i was norm all the way i heard you yeah is this true that mike lawrence yeah. used to do the like bow, 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 crushed bow. me crushed me yeah as like a young you know weak <laughs> what, what explain what that is for people who don't know i went up to i went on to an, i knew mike lawrence for like a month you know, I was just trying to get up my feet on the ground in New York. I was 22. I was an idiot. And I went on stage, 
And he, everybody knew me as the guy who sounds like Seinfeld. Because I'd be like, what's up with it? Isn't that weird? Like, I did a lot of that shit. Yeah. And he, I walked on stage. I was about to grab the mic, and I hear, he was doing the theme song. Yeah. And like, everything went out of me. I had zero confidence, and I just, like, lost my temper. I was like, fuck you, you piece of shit, you homo motherfucker. I just went out, you smell, nobody likes you, you know. And uh, as much as that hurt, I think it was good for me to hear, and I totally, like, intentionally tried to get away from that. And Mm -hmm. It's all good for you in the end. Yeah, for sure. In the end, I mean, yeah, you compress that pain into into here's the thing I learned from that moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? exactly. In, in the moment, you want to kill everybody, but <laughs> again, back to struggle. Being uncomfortable is probably a good thing in the long run. Yeah, yeah. being I've heard that that's uh, a big part of development and growth in general is just becoming comfortable with discomfort yes and if you listen to that first album when i was listening to it i could hear how much i was trying to be a comedian like i was doing a lot of like Mm. this gal was a real tomcat i was in my head i'm like i'll be that guy i'll be the 1940s voice guy Uh and that is so cheesy when i hear it now i'm like what are you doing just be yourself but that took years of therapy and what uh, growing up i wanted yeah. to ask you about some of your word choices with that like, yeah i mean geez, I, geez louise like, I, like yeah i still like it and yeah. I, I feel like it's still a part of me but i was really forcing it then mm-hmm. if it comes out it fine but if it's like i was pushing i remember writing down tomcat yeah. firecracker and that's way <laughs> cheesier than like geez louise is not so bad you know uh-huh. we're, we're saying a, a dude that i've been saying a lot in brooklyn as in terms of like people just ripping him off is rory scoville oh yeah and what they do is you know like uh like on his netflix special he opens just like who's done anal who has done it he just asked that question yeah, it's repeatedly funny. it's hilarious but and but then afterwards, you know, he rides that, and then he has a bit about anal sex, and right. it's like a good two, like five minute bit about anal sex. What happens with his influences? Uh, is that the right word? No, but uh, we're gonna. Take All right, that. well, yeah. I'm retarded. It's so, right. um, yeah. But I've noticed that the people he influences have that Influences. first initial like i fuck you man <laughs> and uh, they they come up and they do the yelling and they do the uh, aggressive over the aggressive like question asking yeah, yeah. and then they have no material <laughs> on that thing yeah. it's just like oh nice you're just the gusto right, you're not, you're right. none of the like material or the exactly. substance it's, it's his his thing yeah like he does that substance. thing a lot that i see mimicked is where he goes uh he'll just go off on a tangent he's like what if this was the whole set you know, yeah. what's up with tables? Tables are hard. What if this was the whole set? What if I did this for an hour? Can you believe that? And I see yeah. a lot of people doing that. Oh, yeah. And it's... he kind of invented that. The only filler that you use occasionally is, you know. Oh, too many you knows. And I say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But aside from that, they're actually rather sparse. Do you, it, I have been dying to get rid of that stuff in my act. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it just the fact that you say it 800 times in your, in your room? Yeah, it's that, and it's, again, filling the dead air, which I should stop doing because sometimes dead air is good. You mm-hmm. can use dead air, mm-hmm. but it's the fear thing of, like, keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. But, so I mean, there's you, don't, that. you don't stutter, stammer. Uh, 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 it's, it's, That's the, the repetition. So, uh. That's the rep- It's like a song after a while. Just mm-hmm. you know the rhythm of it. Sometimes the rhythm... The rhythm's going to get you. But sometimes the rhythm fucks you up because I need to put another word in, but I have the rhythm down, and I can't even squeeze it in, and I step over the word. Let's talk about rhythm. Yeah, rhythm Um, is key for me. Rhythm is something that uh, occasionally just happens for me, but I don't really get it. How do you think about rhythm? Uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of just a natural thing. Like, 
it's it sounds funnier this way mm-hmm. and it sounds i don't want to say more musical but i feel like the audience will be more intrigued if i say it in this rhythm whereas like you look at a guy like sam Morrill and he's very like and then the thing happened and da 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 he's very like yeah. that's his rhythm mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with mine but it's got to fit your voice right. yeah, in a weird sure. way and that's just something you find i want to drill down a little bit on this earlier on in your development, you you probably didn't have a sense of your rhythm. Mm-hmm. I would, I would no, guess. you got to find that right. Is there anything you could say that might, if you had to explain it to somebody who was just starting, and you were like, and you were like, say, this is what rhythm is to me. What would that? I think what it is is uh, the the joke. If you look at it like on a whiteboard and you write the whole sentence out long ways, all the way out, mm-hmm. it has to go up and down at some mm-hmm. points to interest and not interest. Like this part's important. So I'll say it like this. And then this part's like yeah. just factual. So we'll just get through that. And they'll mm-hmm. ah! So it has to kind of go up and down. And then the end has to be like a, ah! like a big crescendo yeah. mm-hmm. in a weird way. I mean, obviously you don't want to go da da too much, <laughs> but like, I think it's funny, and I noticed old. I'm a big old guy, like fan of like Groucho Marx and Bob Hope and all that shit. Johnny Carson, and they did it a lot. And I think by a, me, a modern comic or contemporary comic, doing it, it's kind of new again in yeah. a weird way. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I. And a lot of people are like, I like what you're doing with that over the top shit. And in my head, I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't know <laughs> what they're talking about, but I get it now what they're saying. Yeah, it was because I was doing a real like delivery. Uh-huh. Which is very, especially in New York, that's like a no-no. You yeah. know, it's frowned upon. But mm-hmm. I figure if it's so frowned upon, then, then no one else is doing it. So I'm going to do it. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. That makes sense. In terms of rhythm, though, that's there's a, there's intonation, right? There's mm-hmm. the ba da ba da da Yeah. Or ba da ba da ba da ba. Yeah. Hannibal big big on that. If you notice. Right. But then there there's also like where you go here. Let me give you an example. Here I am. I'm staring at an old yearbook. I got half a boner, tuna can, or tuna can. I don't know how exactly it goes. But that moment, that's like you. It's it's very. It's like. Yeah, it, it, it's like a it's it's like you just rapidly drum through it right. to paint that picture mm-hmm. fast enough that it snaps. Yes, yes, good and, ear. Uh, and I, <laughs> if you if you go back to the the slut thing, the joke I did earlier, but yes. hey, I'm just trying to fuck you. Uh huh. That joke is all rhythm. Yeah. And uh, if you play it, you can hear it because it. I say this rhythm, and then I stop, and then I say the punchline. Yeah. And it almost is like a release, a little pause. Yeah. yeah. Hey. You know, yeah. like some girls, you open the door for some girls. Hey, thank you very much. Other girls, they go, hey, you don't think I could open my own door? Whoa, hey, I'm just trying to fuck you. Yeah, yes. you know, it's all rhythm. That one's rhythm, and and it's it's so it's in a way it is like a song. Yeah, because you're like, here's the chorus, here it is again. Break the pattern, right? Like, Does it? Uh, this is weird because you're such a good. Your word choice is a very big part of your stand up. When you because I've I've heard that on the album, it's I, I'm just trying to fuck you, mm-hmm. and then on the Conan, I think it's sleep with you. Yeah, um, that hurt the have, rhythm. Yeah, when you yes. do that, does it kind of like inside you're like, you didn't hear the oh, real joke? Totally, totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mm-hmm. thought about saying bang, but I don't know. I should have said bang. Yeah, it's a one syllable. Mm-hmm. I think they're because it's on TBS, right? Yeah, they let you say shit now, though. Right? I know you couldn't say shit back when I was. I don't banging. get it. Yeah, I don't get censorship. By the way, are we jerking ourselves off too much? I'm worried that people at home are like, No, we're just jerking you off. Well, I don't know. I feel like you're blocking the door. I I understand your (laughs) your impulse here. This is the entire point of the podcast. All right, all right. I just feel like people are listening, rolling their eyes like, Geez, what a blow fest. If they're listening to this, trust me, this is niche. This is so niche. Yeah. This is like someone who's obsesses over oil paintings, but they need to know the kind of oil. Like, 
it's right, it's, right. It's and it's we're, meant to be. We're yeah. painting tiny little caricatures. You know? It's it's funny because it's like uh, I mean I, we I, we haven't actually gotten shit for this from other comics, but it's like it's weird because uh, sometimes like well, they'll bash. Like I've not bashed, but like been made fun of because they're like, ah, oh, you just like obsess over comedy. Like that's so obvious. And it's like, yeah, but like your podcast is like you talking about the news. Like, it's yes. Like, or it's wrestling. Like, why do you think you like, shouldn't we stick to the things we know I, while we're at this I'm point? It's I'm literally all I know right yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I didn't so know I knew it. anything until I found it. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had other uh, interests. Me too. I don't give a shit about anything. I know. Except comedy. It's very disappointing for everyone that dates me. Yeah. Um, ditto. Yeah. <laughs> So was there a like click moment where like a comedian that was either at your level, like a contemporary or above you or just in your life who said something and ever since that moment you've it it, like changed your perspective on comedy or the way you write or the way you like approach stand up in general? Is there anything? Uh, I know I have a few of those. Um, Hit us. I think the Louis C.K. thing. It was uh, you got to write what's gnawing at your brain because yeah. he has all those old bits that are very uh, obscure, like I have a peach and yeah. all that shit, and it's all in his first Letterman. And the jokes are great, mm-hmm. but they got nothing to them. Yeah. But there's some sets on uh, on YouTube of him at Rafifi mm. back in the day, and he's like really throwing shit against the wall. Like his opening joke is like, "It's good to be here," and. It's weird that I'm here because I fucked all your mothers. Isn't Is that, that Rafifi? Yeah, that's all. Rafifi. I love that tape more than any yes. of the specials. The that one where it's like exactly. terrorists and the dolphins yes. and the tuna. Yeah, the dolphins yes. and the tuna. Yes. That shit that is so shit funny. Blue, like I watched those. Oh, because that was like comedy school. Yeah, me. that was like this is the. I don't care about the special. This is the real shit. Exactly. So yeah. that when he started, when I that's when I was like, I got to talk about intro, being an introvert. I got to uh-huh. talk about not sleeping and all that shit and anxiety. Mm-hmm. From that's what that was from. Yeah, yeah. So that was huge. Hearing Patrice O'Neill say. Like Dane Cook was talking to him, and he's like, I, I don't know what to do out there. They don't like this. They don't like that. Be the they, truth thing? Yeah, he goes, you can't yeah. fuck with the truth. Yeah. And I had to tell myself that because I think they're mad at me, but I'm like, no, you're mad at the truth. Yeah. I'm just delivering uh. it. That That's what I need because I when somebody's mad at me, I, I just cower, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, you're mad at the world. This right. is how the world works. Like I have a joke where I say – uh I was talking to a, a guy at the Gay Pride Parade, uh-huh. and he was like – he was a heterophobe. Uh-huh. He hates <laughs> – straight people yeah and i was like you know hey hey we gotta get along man also uh you know without us you wouldn't be here (laughs) don't bite the hand that breeds you (laughs) people in brooklyn people go hey i'm like well that's just science (laughs) yeah i'm not stopping them from having children they can't reproduce that's part of the gay thing but they they're so stupid they get mad at me for that it's fucking god it drives me crazy that's really funny you're sheep you hipsters you're sheep (laughs) (laughs) you have no uh, original thoughts you just think you're supposed to get mad at you're so stupid grow up i want to see some sheep on a unicycle with a handlebar mustache (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly they can't have a a thought on their own they have to be like whoa whoa, we're not supposed to god you're such pussies but but, um, it's weird too, because it's like the guys that hang around, like the 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 girls that hang around with those guys, and yeah. they're like, "I feel safe around him." <laughs> know, Why do you feel safe around him? He's saying nothing that's on his mind. I Isn't know. that a really big uh, red flag? Yeah, he's a coward. <laughs> he he's won't say to... anything about yeah. what he's thinking. Yeah. I know, and then everybody's retweeting. He's a hero. She's a hero. Shut up. They're yeah. calculating how it's going to be received. Yes, and, and going, it's... "What is the benefit of me saying this?" Of course, it's so fucking. I'm spineless. I have nothing to live for, so I'll latch onto this bullshit. It's all fake and it's so obvious and yeah. i can't believe they can't see it but you know i guess they're young and i shouldn't say hipsters because 
you know, it's just that you know how I'm talking about those those. Oh, people. totally. Yeah. All right, you can say hipsters. We get, I think that will you, be you translatable. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause like I started in the alt rooms. I lived in Brooklyn for a year. Crown Heights, Bed Stuy, Bushwick. I did all those rooms. Yeah. So I know them so well. But it's just ugh, the ironic shirt. Get over yourself. Grow up. You're <laughs> yeah, such yeah. a loser. You're I trying know. to be cool so hard. You're such a dork. <laughs> I, ju- I just gotta <laughs> look like, how much I care about how much I want you to think I don't care. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I did a like a super ulti mic and I was wearing this shirt. It's this shirt and it's like a cartoon of Chappelle as Prince and he's got the pancakes and it says game blouses. Mm-hmm. And I was like, only in this room will this be like perceived as maybe an edgy shirt. Oh be- God, I know. It's Give like- me a break. And I, I, I know so, we got time here, but yeah, like, I know this is the first generation that's like the president sucks. The president should be saying we suck. We're the kids. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. the star. We're the rock stars. We should be running amok, not yeah. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so sad. Right. We're, we're living with a bunch of fucking uh, hall monitors yeah. in the city. That's all. It's a bunch of tattletales. <laughs> I was on, talking about. <laughs> we have a few minutes. All right, left. Sorry, okay, sorry. I love this conversation, but. I want to hear the other. Yes. You said you had like three, I think, or something. Oh, you, yes. So, oh, I'm so yes. sorry. I forgot that's what we were. Well, yeah. I'm stealing this from Bill here. Burr. <laughs> uh-huh. He said that uh, he was, you know, he's different and original and, and angry and yeah. says what he's thinking and all that shit, which we need. Uh-huh. And it's great for comedy. That's why I love Stanhope. But mm-hmm. he said, you know, he was kind of bombing and doing okay. Not much of a career. This is like 10 years ago. Chappelle saw him in yeah. the, at the cellar. And he had a fine set, whatever, and he walks off, and Chappelle was there, and he goes, oh, shit, I didn't know you were watching, Dave, and Dave was already a star, and Dave goes, what you're doing is going to take you longer, but when you hit, it's going to be big. Yeah. And he said that kept him going for like six years. Yeah, and I just I think heard that recently. That is so, I tell myself that as if he told me, because yeah. I need that fucking reassurance, yeah. too. It, totally. So just, yeah, that's part of the whole keep going just thing. Keep so when going. I heard that. I heard that. I think that's so important for comics here. I, I think every comic should be like like being trusting their instincts. And unfortunately, sometimes it looks like like when I started stand up, I just thought I would end up getting put into like a hole. And then I was just like, oh, what I'm writing about doesn't fit the way I look. So yeah, I, like yeah, when I heard go. that quote, I was like, it is only about what I'm talking about. That's it's it. literally that's it. all I all you need to worry about. Yeah, I don't just- know. No, I love, I, agree. I love that you picked that. Answer. I just want to say I went to an open mic like two weeks ago uh-huh. just to work some shit out. And I was the fifth comic on all four guys in front of me were straight white guys. And every one of them apologized. That was their opener. Like, hey, look, I'm a white guy. Sorry. I'm like, right. God, I hate all of you. Yeah. Get out of this business. What Where are you was doing? It? The creek? No, nah, it was like climate. It was like on oh, uh, 7th yeah. Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a good mic. Like everything, my jokes worked and like funny stuff was getting laughs yeah. from people. It was great. But these white guys with the apot, like it's this so is how nice. you want to start your set? Get Be funny. What are you I doing? Uh, it, it like hurt me. It saddened me. Like, yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah. You got to apologize for being, I mean, come on. That's fucking ridiculous. You can't see the irony here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Wait, what, what? What is the irony for you in that situation? It's it's going up and going. I'm a progressive guy, so let me apologize for being a certain race. That's the opposite <laughs> of progress. <laughs> you're, you're now you're now you're a, being oppressed, or you're acting like you're oppressed. It's all so yeah. stupid and doesn't matter, and it's mm. not a joke. Tell me a fucking joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's fucking <laughs> There's something funny there. Like, tell me a joke. That's what matters. <laughs> That's all that matters. I don't care. I mean, it's all about I don't see color and race shouldn't matter. Well, if it doesn't matter, stop fucking talking about it like it matters. <laughs> 
you do this on the mic too? Did you talk I about should've, this? I should have, but I needed their laughs. Yeah. It would have been important. <laughs> that would have been such a good lesson for that entire group. I know, but you could see there were like girls there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, God. oh, you're part of the problem too. You're all fucked up. That's so ridiculous. And you're all blowing each other in this basement. <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm getting all riled up at the circular table. This is why we ask. That was amazing. Do you have an influence that would surprise people? You're like, this is a big influence. I don't think people would ever guess. Maybe uh, Damon Wayans was a big influence. Damon Wayans. Yeah. so? I just loved him on In Living Color, which Uh I watched every week on Mm -hmm. Fox. Yeah. Thursday nights. He was the, I thought he was like the standout. I was like, this guy, Homie the Clown, Men on Film, the hobo guy he did. I was like, this guy is flat out cartoon funny. Yeah. And I loved him. And it was like. He's so funny in Major Pain. Major Pain is funny. So funny. I don't know about. I've never really watched his stand up, but what he a, was what big about for it? Me. What about his performance really got you going? I don't. He was just this up for anything. He was so silly, and everything was over the top, mm-hmm. and everything was completely committed. Damon is so good. To me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. He just some people just have it. He just oozes funny. Everything he does to me, yeah. In, in that show was gold. And I, so I remember watching that. Like when a sketch with him would come on, I'd be like, "Yes, David Wayans." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that was big. Daffy Duck was big. Bill Murray. Daffy Duck. You said Daffy Duck. They loved Chappelle Daffy Duck. said Bugs Bunny on Inside the Actress. Yeah, he was too confident for me. I oh, needed yeah. the, the weak, you know, the neurotic guy. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Come on, let's talk about sex. We did something new for this next segment. Mark ran commentary over his material, so I did some creative editing to help you hear both the jokes and his comments. Harrison and I would love to get feedback on this approach. Do you like it? Is it interesting? Does it take you out of the bit or mess with the flow too much? Please let us know on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash let's talk about sets. Facebook.com forward slash let's talk about sets. We'd love to know. Okay, let's listen to racial stuff. Gulp off Mark's 2014 album, Still Got It. Want to play that clip? Oh, let's be have. Yeah, we might as well play it. I'm not gay. Do like the ladies. Big fan of the old labia. I, um, I don't know why that's so funny. I don't either. Easy laugh. <laughs> Easy laugh. This is Puerto Rican. This was one of my first big jokes. Yeah. Which is weird, because when I was a kid, I hated girls. When I was like six years old, I thought girls were gross, thought they were dumb. You know, you're allowed to hate girls as a kid, but that's really the only group a kid's allowed to hate. Because if I was a six-year-old that hated... Puerto Ricans? <laughs> that would be weird. You know, if I was like, hey, mom, I hate Puerto Ricans, she would never say, oh, you'll like them one day. <laughs> <laughs> you'll like them a lot. Yes. That's another, if this is a thing, why isn't this a thing? Joke. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. That mapping is so good. To, like use of a lang- like language to describe something that we've all heard, but oh, then just right. placing. Put it, he taught me that word. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mapping. I never knew that either. Yeah, yeah. Hey, any Puerto Ricans here? <laughs> all right, too many. <laughs> just kidding. Love a good party. Good people. Very passionate people. A lot of knives, but passionate people. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is my favorite punchline. Very norm. And these are all jokes, by the way. Take it easy. Look, I live in New York City, all right? If I was racist, I would be exhausted. (laughs) So I'll have a good time. Yes. But you guys are a good crowd. Some crowds get so offended by these dumb jokes, the gay joke, Puerto Rican joke. I got yelled at by a guy at a show recently. This guy comes up and he goes, hey, buddy, I'm gay and Puerto Rican. All right? All fake. I don't appreciate those jokes. You know how hard my life is? 
I was like, whoa, take it easy. How hard your life is. Dude, you have the most parades. <laughs> this was a riff that I kept. Yeah, this was a big riff that got an applause break and I just saved it. That joke is like, that's one of my favorite punchlines wow. I've ever heard. That was a riff. Yeah, that was a riff that was a in riff. this recording? No, 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 no. A riff I saved. Originally, yeah. yeah. So funny. You have the most parades. <laughs> guy wasn't half Irish, he'd get all the floats. <laughs> yes. But I realize race is a touchy issue. It's 2014, everybody's weird about race, especially when old Whitey talks about it, you know? <laughs> race is touchy nowadays, man. Everybody's nervous about looking racist. Like, I was talking to one guy at my last day job, and I was like, hey man, what's the name of that new guy on the fifth floor, the really tall black guy? And this guy goes, whoa, I don't see color. I was like, really? Did you really just say that? They really just come out of your face? So I looked this guy right in the eye, and I was like, hey, man, it's cool. I'm black. <laughs> so good. And he was like, no, you're not. And I'm like, aha. You may not be racist, but you are a liar. <laughs> Racial stuff was like the way women stuff is right now mm -hmm. at this point. You're right. This is 2014? Yeah, but I probably wrote it in 2013. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like everybody's so full of it nowadays. Everybody's trying to be PC, and it's all fake and phony, overcompensating all the time. I was at a Starbucks last week. I'm talking to my friend. I was like, yeah, you know, my neighbor, he's this Mexican guy. And before I can finish the sentence, this lady stands up and goes, hey, I didn't come here to listen to some racist conversation. True story. I was like, really? yeah, that'd be weird if you did. <laughs> coffee shop. Who would come here for that? <laughs> also, I said the word Mexican, because he is Mexican. That's not a slur. That's not a bad word. Sounds like you have some problem with Mexicans. You're projecting that onto me, all right? That'd be like if I said, yeah, this four-year-old the other day, and you went, whoa, you're giving me a boner, you pedophile. <laughs> come on. That's it. That's what that I... A, that was the Quinn, the Quinn debacle. I think about that all the time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I just think it's like the best... It's... You know how we were talking about like with analogies. It's like I can't explain it other than by presenting yes. this to yes. you. Like that's that's the best breakdown of what's such bullshit about this self-righteous. Oh, like I just love that so much. Yeah, And yeah. the way you phrase it. And it's it took you two lines... But yeah, yeah, it, took a, it took a lot of trying, but yeah. But like, I mean, to. the point you're making and like the realization you made me have is something that I'd usually hear in like a four minute long winded bit that uh -huh. requires mm -hmm. lots and lots mm -hmm. of explanation. But mm -hmm. you just did it in three lines oh, or yeah. two lines. What is Thanks. your cutting down process like? I'm a big whittler. I write a lot and half of it or 80 percent doesn't get a laugh and I just keep whittling mm -hmm. those out. But uh -huh. you have to whittle to where the. The, the premise still is there. You right. can't take that part. You need the you, facts part. You, you know? can't whittle to the point where the thing breaks in half. Yes. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, when you're whittling away at it, um, do you, okay, so you write it, write something out, mm -hmm. right? And then you go back to it. Um, when you go back to it, is it like, how much time have you given it usually? Like oh, months. Yeah. 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 Right. You, you have the idea. Cause it all came from that woman going, Hey, I didn't come here. To, and I thought, well, that'd be funny to say, well, it'd be, Weird if he did, and that was all I had. 
yeah. then I was like, I want to explain because she's obviously taking Mexicans and making them bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're the bad guy, but you're putting it on to me. So I knew I had that, and I just had to keep playing with it. It's I knew really... I needed an analogy, which I always do. It's mm-hmm. so good. Because that's all I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I love... Find your strength. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you can do. It's like, kind of like the biggest gun in, yeah, in the really... arsenal. It's, it's so... my only gun. Play it there. <laughs> Well, you know what? Sometimes one's all you need. Yeah, I because guess. it's also such a humble way of being right. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm not gonna say I'm right. I'm just gonna say if this was like this, wouldn't you be like, oh, that's fucked uh-huh. up? Right. Yeah. It's weird how the human brain can't figure it out the first time. You need that analogy to right. solidify it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. It's almost like you're like, well, all right, I I see I see this, but let's put it in SAT format. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Really. It's like this a scan. This. Like this. Yeah. This is this. And it almost gets annoying because they're like, oh, you're right. I'm like, I was right the first time. But you didn't get it. I yeah. had to fucking spoon feed your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, spoon feeding an ass. That sounds like a little. Oh, wow. Wait, you were, there's a comedy show. It's at the Knitting Factory, I believe. That's called Stick or Treat. That you used to host or host. Still host. Still host. It, do you? Is that interesting for you to watch people that you find these like incredible joke writers to come in and have to write like another comic? Like, because the whole point is you dress up like JP did Jim Jeffries uh-huh. and then Jesselnick one year. Yeah, it's really cool to watch. Yeah. Do, do you, you do it yourself or do you just... I do it uh, every year, but I always do it. You know, I did Kramer. You oh, know? okay. I did yeah. Tracy Morgan where I just got hit by a bus. Yeah, yeah. So I do shit like that. But I, it's fun because you see what's so... Like, people do Todd Barry all the time and they bomb. Oh, really? And I love Todd Barry. I think he's so funny. Yeah, his last special is great. Great. Yeah, yeah. But you have to be that thing. You have to be his essence or it's not going to work. Exactly. And that's what's so cool about comedy. It's like this weird pixie dust bullshit uh-huh. you know it's like this spiritual thing do people pick you sometimes all the time oh is that and they just fun go, eh, oh, uh, <laughs> you know and it's it's silly and fun to watch but it yeah it rarely works at what point do you start pounding it in with that 800 repetitions to the hairbrush in the underwear like when do you go okay i'm ready to pound this in do you do that before you ever take it on stage oh yeah okay oh yeah you write it out and you go okay this works for me i get what i'm saying i think this is going to be funny i know there's something in it i'm going to pound it in immediately do all the work and bring it on stage 100 percent memorized the way i want it yep. to be Yep, exactly. It's a, it's a long, it's simple process, but it's very long. You have an idea, you flesh it out, flesh it out, flesh it out. Try it on stage. Ninety eight percent of it bombs. You right. go back, you flesh, you flesh. Try it again. Ninety six percent, ninety five percent bomb, and then you get an idea. Once you see how people react to it, you kind of mm-hmm. get an idea for it. Like, oh, this is the part they're latching onto. That part is nothing. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're completely wrong. You just have to get rid of half of it and try another half and right. switch the order. So it's all that, and then you go back and forth, stage to room, stage to room. Right, right, right. And so, so, so you're not going to go up there and say, "I have this idea. Let's just chat about it." For you, your process is, "I'm going to write this. I'm going to write this out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get the." wording the way i think i want it then i'm gonna say it over and over and over yeah. and over again to my magic brush and then and then i'm gonna go on stage and i'm gonna and i and i have it word for word ready to ready to go yeah then you you go okay here's the corner here's where they got tense here's where they laughed whatever you can go back to it and then you either cut away everything but those moments yeah or you start adding to it mm-hmm. yeah and but you you also find out like they don't even get this part. So, okay, now when I go back, I have to make sure that part's more clear. Yeah. So it's not always about the funny of it. It's mm-hmm. about the understanding of it, uh-huh. and it's about what they agree with. Sometimes they're like, nah, that's not true, really. Right. So you're yeah. going to get, okay, well, that, that whole premise is done then. If they that, don't agree, you're done. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a screenplay. You know, most screenplays get rewritten like 
15 times yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we have the luxury of being able to write it in front of you write the screenplay in front of the focus group, in front mm-hmm. of the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't have to go, I think we have it. Let's make a movie. The movie bombed. Yeah. You go, I think we have it. Oh, they don't like it. Now they like it. Now let's put the movie out there yeah. on TV. Uh-huh. Now we'll put the joke out. Yeah. So we have that luxury. Like movies are a gamble, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. But if a joke is bombing, just get rid of it. Right. Exactly. Or work right. on it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so then you, once you get to that point, you go, okay, all right. So now I've whittled away. I've expanded. I've whittled away. I've expanded. Like, do you, do you have a point where a joke is done for you? I, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually saw Gary Goldman to bring him up. He did this joke. I was like, that joke is 10 years old. You're still doing that joke? He goes, it's not done. And I go, holy oh, so shit. Cool. But it's been on TV a million times. It's in his album. And I'm like, all right. But that's why he's so great. Uh-huh. Do you have any Lunatic. jokes you're working on right now that uh, you started writing about like years and years oh, ago? Yeah. And then you just were like, oh, I should go back to that. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I have a lot of those. And some of them you go, you just become a better writer. So yeah. you go, I know where to go with this now before yeah. I didn't. You just got to remember that you even wrote it down in the first place. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the actual challenge because you're like, you yeah. Know. And sometimes you have to fall out of love with a bit. You know, you have a yeah. premise like, I love this premise. Yeah. This is so meaty. There's a ton here, but yeah. you can't get it to work. And you need to fall out of love with it so you can see it for what it really is. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of like, you know, mm-hmm. putting these rose colored glasses on it. And uh-huh. What about when a, when, a, when a bit works and then it dies for you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had that a few times, but I always think if it worked for a while and then bombs, mm-hmm. it's fixable. Mm-hmm. Right. I wouldn't right. get rid of that. Yeah. Right. Right. Come on, let's talk about sex. A huge thanks to our guest. And everything Mark recorded. <laughs> everything is good. Yeah. Technically, yeah, everything's yeah, yeah. good. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have been recording. <laughs> we really should have been recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good open mic of a podcast. <laughs> you would see me just walk to my room. Just like, I can't. Yeah. She's right. the shotgun. Are you, you guys doing sets tonight? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Did you do the writing? Because all these people bitch and, oh, and oh, yeah, nothing. Yeah. I'm not getting anywhere, but I'm like, did you write today? Did you write yesterday? Actually, today, what I'm doing is, is putting, is reversing the reverse engineering a bit we were just talking about. I'm going to try it out of order in this other oh, way nice. to see what, what nice. happens. And All right. I'm excited. I was preparing for a podcast. Clearly. Fuck you, Jeffrey. <laughs> for the folks oh. at home, there's notes, there's notepads, there's uh, water, yeah. coffee, food. Yeah. So no, I didn't do the work. I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> but I just don't get these comics who, and I guess I did it too, yeah. but they go up on stage with the same shit bombing over and i'm like what do you think is gonna happen yeah but i think it's because you go up there and you freeze a little and you just go to autopilot and you're like that's, that's how i know to say this i think those are comedians that are doing comedy to be in comedy rather uh, than to be a comedian eh, maybe people go in phases i think sometimes people are like really motivated and they and they're like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna fix every every single time i'm gonna go back and rewrite and yeah. then other times people go through phases where they're just like i just better get up I just yes, yes, that's a good call. There's a lot of that. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can write all of that off. I say defensively. So, <laughs> oh, so you felt like personally attacked? I'm sorry. It's half and half. I know. I'm, I'm offended on behalf of others. That's no, yeah, I mean. that's what it is. <laughs> all right. So, uh, huge thanks to our guest, Mark Norman. You can find him in a variety of places, but the things we're going to plug for, first and foremost. Your podcast. Oh, thanks. It's awesome. Tuesdays with Stories so with funny. Joe List, another amazing comedian. Yeah. It's the opposite of this podcast. We don't talk about comedy <laughs> It's actually at how all. we made this, com- this. We were like, we want to do everything they're not doing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so many what's your processes. So we're like, let's just be funny as, as we can be. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's really. hilarious. Oh, yeah. thanks. Uh, it's fantastic. And you can find that on SoundCloud. 
Uh, it's on iTunes. It's Why did you say SoundCloud? Because they have eight hundred the... some thousand followers on SoundCloud. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. That's, That's crazy. Yeah. That. I'm iTunes guy. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's all. That's why it's yeah. subscribed online. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's on iTunes. It's on SoundCloud. All the other places I would imagine. Also, head over if you want to see all things Mark Norman. Go to MarkNormanComedy.com. Thank you. All my dates are up. Also, he is extremely active and fantastic on Twitter. Check him oh, out. Thanks. There, Twitter.com forward slash Mark Norm. Links to all this will be in the show notes as usual. Oh, anything else you want to plug? Or uh, yeah, maybe follow me on Instagram. What's uh, what's your handle for that? Uh, Mark Norman, one word. Okay. And uh, yeah, come see me in the city. I'll, I'll I answer any Facebook email, sadly, yeah. because I'm scared of letting people down. So if you have <laughs> any questions, just hit me up, and I'll sadly I'll answer you. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, absolutely. Every, do yourself a favor. If you haven't seen Mark Norman live, do it. He it was kind enough to headline one of my shows, and oh, everybody was they were so happy. Oh, so, thanks. thanks. That was man. fun. All right, and you can check out, uh, we have a few different things going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have Special Tonight. That is the second Friday of every month. Yes. And that is $10 all-you-can-eat tacos. Go to special-tonight.com. Get your tickets early. The second Friday of every month. And if you have a special ticket from me that you can get personally, yeah. then you'll get a free drink as well. But that's before before the actual show. Yeah. And I also have Late Night Romp. That's LateNightRomp.com. That is every Tuesday. It's one of the best weekly shows in New York. It's fantastic. Packs it out. is. It's it's so good. Go to LateNightRomp.com. It's 9.30 to 11. It's on 12 St. Mark's. And that puppy is at the V-Spot Organic in Manhattan. It is very fun. It's super fun. If you eat meat, eat it before. Yeah. Yeah. Or just bring it in your pockets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alex Carbonios. <laughs> and you Pocket have a show meat. too, don't you? Don't you, Harrison? I do have a show. It's called Grins and Gronies, and it is in uh, Bar at Bar Uni in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. So, depending on which side of the Williamsburg Bridge you're on, you can choose whichever show is more convenient for you mm-hmm, on every mm-hmm. second Friday. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to change that date so we don't have competing shows. But uh, for now, um, you just come on through. If you want to find out more about our guest, head to Let's Talk About Sets.com and check out the show notes. We also have all the other episodes organized by the theme that we discuss and the comedians that we talk about. And also, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. If, you have, if you're not subscribed already, do so in your app. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I was always, you know, a huge, absolutely big, giant, warm, special thanks. Huge thanks. Salt and Pepper. you're the heart of this show. And yes, you are. For not trying to shut us down over the badass remix of your hit song. And Mark Norman actually thought we were just playing your song. <laughs> uh, which is Whoa. crazy because of how different it is. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's like you're yelling jokes. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets.